Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers, and today we have a special edition of Popcorn where I preview the movies of summer 2019. What is out there? What's going to happen? And I've got to start by saying uh, you think maybe that summer begins on your calendar uh, near the end of June, but not in Hollywood. Everything in Hollywood begins early because summer is when they make all the money that they can make all year. So officially, April 26th is the beginning of summer because the movie that opens on that day is called Avengers Endgame. This is three hours long. Nobody's going to care. I predict that not only will this be the biggest box office hit of the summer, but it will be the biggest box office hit of the year. You remember what happened last time. All the Avengers, or at least half of them, seemed to turn to dust and die. We now have those Avengers that are left deciding if they can beat the evil Thanos. He's so evil. Will the Avengers be wiped out forever? Uh, Look, how much money did these movies make? Um, I'm saying, why would you basically kill the golden goose? This is going to continue in some way. We all know it. So what else is out there? I'm looking at my list. There's a major thing going on now uh, in terms of taking the Disney slash Pixar animated classics and turning them into live action movies. So we have The Lion King. Lion King, one of the most successful Disney animated movies ever is now being done as a live-action movie. You have Donald Glover being Simba. You have James Earl Jones actually being this father. And the same score is there, the same music. And it's directed by Jon Favreau, who did such a great job with The Jungle Book doing the same thing that I think we can all feel optimistic about what's going to happen. And then we have Aladdin. When we remember the animated movie, who do we remember the most? We remember Robin Williams doing the voice of the genie. This time, doing the voice of the genie and being the genie, we have Will Smith. So big stars in this big kind of thing. They tried it with Dumbo earlier this year, and that didn't quite work the way they wanted to do, but we're talking about Lion King and Aladdin, so big deal. Now, what in terms of old-fashioned animation is out there? I don't know if you're like me, but there's Toy Story 4. Toy Story's always been my favorite of those Pixars. There's something about Woody and Buzz Lightyear. And you're probably saying to yourself, well, in Toy Story 3, didn't it happen that that Woody said goodbye to Andy and he went to college and it was all over? Uh Uh-uh. Remember, there was little Bonnie that Andy gave his toys to. So we're going to have little Bo Peep come back. I think when you look at What goes on in Toy Story, you have that kind of feeling of goodness, of feel-goodness, but done with all the magic of Pixar. So if those Avengers out there are going to have a run for their box office money, I would say Toy Story 4 is going to be the one that does it. So what else? We now have Men in Black, Men in Black International. You're not going to see Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones anymore, but this time you have Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson as new agents who are out there in this Men in Black universe. Sometimes you say to yourself, do I want more of that? And you never know till you actually see it. And I can only tell because I haven't seen this movie yet, but it looks like there's chemistry there. Then we have Spider-Man Far From Home. You know, the Spider-Man franchise never seems to end either, but we have Tom Holland, who played him last time, charmingly, I think. But now Spider-Man, Peter Parker... They're taking a European vacation, 
and the villain that they run up against is Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. I just think there's still some special sauce in the Spider-Man universe, and I expect this one to also be a major hit. Godzilla, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I, I see that and I go, how much can they work this poor Godzilla? But you can look at the trailer and see it. I like the idea that aside from Vera Farmiga, who is in it, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things is in it. She's a dynamo. So if Godzilla can basically meet his match, I'm betting on little Millie to do something with that. Hobbs and Shaw, this is Fast and the Furious. You remember The Rock um, uh, playing the, the lawman and Jason Statham playing the outcast and the rebel. These guys, I don't know if this is a Hollywood kind of thing, but they tell us that Jason Statham and The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, don't really like each other. And maybe is that what the reason we love these characters, Hobbs and Shaw, so much? Because we like that conflict? I don't know. It seems like a PR stunt to me, but I'm going to be there because there's cars, there's The Rock, and there's Statham. So you're going to be there too, and you know it. Oh, and the big deal. Now, everybody is just in the midst of welcoming Game of Thrones back to their lives, the last season of that. You can't bear to live in a world where you can't see the Stark sisters anymore. Well, now you can. Dark Phoenix, which is part of the X-Men universe, brings Sophie Turner, and she's Jean Grey, this character that we've seen before, but she's this younger version of her, and she's split between the good side of her and the Dark Phoenix side of her. And to me, these girls are tremendously talented in what they do on Game of Thrones, and I think we're going to keep seeing them through the years. But her sister, her at least Game of Thrones sister, uh, Maisie Williams, is in New Mutants, part of that universe too. But in this case, they're all new characters to do this. They're all going to be in the X-Men universe doing it. So that's it for the blockbusters that are out there. You've got everything from animation to comic book characters to everything. And that's the stuff that you hear about, that your friends are going to talk to you about. But there's got to be other stuff too. Part of summer is comedy. Uh, I think we all really have gone through a long winter and we're saying, make us laugh. Give us something that will just make us say, what a relief now. Uh, I can just sit back and not think. So what's there for that? There is a movie called Long Shot. This is a movie in which Charlize Theron is playing the Secretary of State who is running for president but falling madly in love with who? Seth Rogen. Okay, it's like a Beauty and the Beast thing going on here. Seth Rogen is her speechwriter. All of her people say, what are you doing? You're going to destroy your career. But no, it's love. And if you don't laugh at the combination of Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron, there's nothing left for you. And then we have The Hustle. The Hustle is a movie that used to be called Dirty Rotten Scoundrels where in the old days it was about con men, now it's con women. They're played by Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. And they basically go all across the continent finding rich people whose money they can steal. Pretty people, glamour, what's wrong with that? Oh, Booksmart. This is directed by the actress Olivia Wilde. And it's about girls graduating from high school and saying, we spent all our lives with our head in the books. 
Everybody else is going to parties and having fun, so they're going to do that. Beanie Feldstein plays one of them. She is the sister of Jonah Hill in real life. And Jonah Hill did Superbad. This is kind of the woman's version of Superbad. Everything in it works like a charm. You're really going to like that one. Then we have a movie called Late Night. This is about the TV talk show world. And Emma Thompson plays probably the only woman on Late Night TV who hosts her own show. But she's got only men on her writing staff. And then she hires Mindy Kaling, who also wrote the screenplay of this movie. Very, very funny about what happens when you put women into what basically has been a male bastion of doing this. And the combination of Mindy King writing for the great Emma Thompson and watching them perform together is just irresistible. So you've got to see that one too. Oh, my favorite kind of thing. The Dead Don't Die. You've, you've got to admit that is a great and a funny title. It comes from the indie directing great Jim Jarmusch. And it's got people like Bill Murray and Adam Driver fighting zombies. Look at if Bill Murray's going to go out there and get laughs slicing up zombies, I'm going to be there watching him do it. So we have a good chance for laughs. Horror. I've got to talk about it now because it's not just the occasional movie, a uh, horror movie that makes money and it makes people talk and get happy. It's they're everywhere now. Child's Play. Do you remember the old Child's Play movies where you had Chucky, the crazy nut doll? That always terrified me. I just think this doll who looks kind of a little bit weird and freckly, but he has a voice on him like a longshoreman. Guess who's doing the voice now of Chucky? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Luke Skywalker. And from what I've seen of it, and it's just been a little bit of it, it's wonderfully malevolent, so I'm going to be there to see that one. Then there's Annabelle Comes Home, another doll, another possessed doll, also part of the Conjuring universe where uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are the demonologists that try to make sure that nothing bad can come of this horrible doll, Annabelle. But, you know, Annabelle will destroy, and I will be there to watch her do it. Then, Them That Follow. There are certain titles that get me. Them That Follow really gets me. And it's about a snake-handling church in Appalachia. No, there, there are. There are cults, and they're almost religious cults, where people pray, but they have these snakes, and they hold the live snakes and pass them on. And you're thinking, what are you telling me about? Is this some, like, CD movie, horror movie? Well, guess who the star of this movie is? Uh, the freshly minted Oscar winner Olivia Coleman from The Favorite, she's tossing those snakes around. So irresistible, I think you're going to love it. Then there's The Nightingale. See, it's, they don't stop. It's horror everywhere. The Nightingale's from the director Jennifer Kent, who did a thing a couple of years ago called The Babadook, which gave millions of people nightmares. And now she's back there following a woman who is chasing a convict. You've got to be hooked. And then Midsummer, Midsummer, directed by Ari Aster, who last year gave us Hereditary with Tony Collette, a really scary movie. Now it's at a nine-day Swedish holiday where everybody celebrates, but there'll be no celebrating after this one. So we got a lot of stuff out there that's just going to scare us witless, and I couldn't be happier.
All right, when summer comes, we think of all the things I've just talked to you about. Uh, blockbusters, comedy, horror, action, the rock, uh, everything is there. But every, even in a season like this, it's all about money and getting us into our theater. There are those movies that can come out, entertain us, and also we'll hear about them at the end of the year when the Oscar nominations come out. And the number one movie on that list, and the one that I haven't seen anything of, and I'm envious of anyone that saw even anything past the trailer, is called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It is written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio as a TV star on the wane in Los Angeles, and Brad Pitt as his stunt double. <laughs> Whoever thought of that, that's just genius. And... Where is it set? It's set in L.A. during the time of the Charles Manson murders and Sharon Tate being murdered. And Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate, who was with DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street. So here's Quentin Tarantino taking on basically the world of L.A. during the Manson time and also the insanity of Hollywood and fame and everything that goes on in it. This just sounds to me... Like, so great. When we meet again at Labor Day and we talk about what really worked, if this one doesn't work, I'm going to be one disappointed movie critic. So remember that once upon a time in Hollywood. Then, because I guess Brad Pitt wants to keep working, uh, there's one called Ad Astra. And he's an astronaut in that. And he's gone into space to find his missing father, who was on a mission that just seemed to set him adrift. Um... This, this is more arty sounding than anything in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but James Gray, who wrote and directed this one, is uh, not just a cult figure, but somebody who is just waiting for this kind of movie. And I commend Brad Pitt for taking a risk on this kind of thing. Two movies in the summer for Brad. Good for him. Then we have a comedy slash drama slash, well, who knows what it is, but it's called where Are You Going, Bernadette? It's from a best-selling book, and it stars Kate Blanchett, which is always good news to me for any movie. And she's an architect who settled down and got married and basically forgot her career while she was taking care of her husband and kids and winds up running away. They don't know where she is, and they think, is she in Antarctica? Should we go chase her? Should we find her? A terrific book about everything to do with the era that we live in now and, and women's rights. But also, you laugh and at the same time, those laughs stick in your throat. This is an incredible thing directed by Richard Linklater, who gave us Boyhood and Dazed and Confused. The kind of movie that the Academy pays attention to as well as audiences. So I'm all over that one. And there's all this stuff happening now, too, where people we think of as comic actors are now taking it to the next level. They're getting dramatic. Aquafina, who always makes me laugh, is in a movie that played at Sundance that comes out this summer called The Farewell, in which she's the granddaughter. They have a grandparent who is dying, so they fake a wedding so they don't tell the grandparent that they know what's going to happen but they fake it as a wedding so everybody could have a good time. A really surprising, touching movie. And get this one. This one is called The Kitchen, Standing for Hell's Kitchen here in New York, about um, uh, wives of imprisoned mafia guys 
who decide to take over the business. Sounds a little like Widows that we had last year and even more dramatic in that way. And who stars in this? Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss. And you think of that, well, is this Charlie's Angels? Is this? No, this is dead serious in terms of how they do this is violence. There's every kind of thing happening in it. And as we found out last year with Melissa McCarthy, this woman can kind of do anything. She can do comedy, drama, and everything across the board. So please, we gotta see that. And music. Music in terms of these movies that might get nominated have become such a big thing thanks to the success uh, last year of Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, you have Rami Malek winning the Oscar for playing Queen's Freddie Mercury and a movie that the critics went kind of sniffed at and the, he wins the Academy Award as Best Actor. What we have this summer is a movie called Rocket Man. It's starring Taron Egerton playing Elton John, playing another one of these like, larger-than-life figures and in a movie that's half bio and, and half just the thrill of listening to the music. So that's huge. And um, another tiny one yesterday, uh, directed by Danny Boyle, who won his Oscar for Slumdog Millionaire. Yesterday is about a guy who is a musician who's not getting anywhere. And he finds out that he's living in a world where nobody's ever heard of the Beatles. They, they never existed. He looks them up online, and it turns out they never were there. So he just runs around going, yesterday, da 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 he becomes a huge star, as of course he would. His one guy turning out the music of the Beatles to do this. That's, I don't know, kind of irresistible. And then Blinded by the Light. The Vivek Kalra stars as a Muslim teenager who is obsessed with the music of Bruce Springsteen. And we all are, aren't we? You know, it's like, it's the boss. So he's obsessed with it and lives his life according to the lyrics that are set off in... Bruce Springsteen's songs. Why suddenly this has happened? Why this year, we all, this summer, we also get a documentary on David Crosby, which I can't recommend enough. It was a huge hit at Sundance. And Martin Scorsese has put together Bob Dylan's Rolling Thunder review from decades ago, where Dylan went on tour with this. And we see the excitement that happens when he combines with other musicians at the time and does all of this. So, Look at this. We have Elton. We start with Elton John. We go through yesterday. We got the Beatles. We got David Crosby. We have Bob Dylan. I don't know what to say when I look at this list, except there's a Bruce Springsteen song saying called Dancing in the Dark, where we really don't know, or a Bob Dylan song called Blowing in the Wind. I have no idea in the end which of these movies are going to make the most money and which of them are going to be the movies that we love and we just take to our hearts. But what an exciting lineup. So I'll see you at the movies.